This is News Talk 980 CKNW. It's time to check in with Rick Forchak and see what's happening in theaters as well as the smaller screens. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, and we are starting with The Foreigner. Yes, indeed. Uh, we've got director Martin Campbell here, who did GoldenEye and Casino Royale, among others, offering a rare treat in this tightly wound thriller that deals with terrorism in the United Kingdom with London locations bomb targets by the Irish Republican Army, the IRA, and it's set in the present day. Jackie Chan produced this, and he's a top-billed star, but this is not the Jackie Chan of the Rush Hour movies or Rumble in the Bronx, in which the comedy setups were broad and his stunt work was amazing. Chan was age 44 when he made Rush Hour. He's 63 now, and he doesn't have the same abilities, having slowed down just a little, but he's completely convincing as Quan, an Asian man with a past, living in London with his teenage daughter and running a Chinese takeout establishment. When his daughter is innocently killed in a terrorist bombing, Quan quietly goes about a methodical series of moves bent on revenge. He haunts the office of the deputy minister in the government in Ireland, named Liam Hennessy, well played here by Pierce Brosnan, bent on getting the names of those responsible for the blast. Hennessy's people give him the bum's rush, but that's not so easy. The humble Asian quietly asks for the names repeatedly. Then he asks how Hennessy would feel if his own wife and daughter were killed in such a fashion. Turns out that Quan has a past, that he's schooled in the military arts, and that he won't give up until he has the names of the perpetrators. As an audience, we're kept guessing at every turn. We see the terrorist acts played out more as bombs are planned and more and more bombs are placed. Uh, We watch the political maneuvering as Hennessy plays his game, and we wonder just who is whom. Now, there's a leak. Somebody is not what they appear to be, and then another, and then another. Great characters, a superb example of psychological warfare, along with the real thing. And an outcome that surprises at every turn makes it just an excellent film, Jill. The rating is 14A. That's The Foreigner. Easy to recommend. All right. I can't believe Jackie Chan is 63 already. Yeah. When did that happen? Yeah, well, I think it happened on his 63rd birthday. <laughs> yeah. All right, the next one, I hadn't heard of this one, Happy Death Day. Happy Death Day. Well, this is a horror movie, a horror slasher thriller. I don't think it's as scary as the claustrophobic tunnel uh, somehow. <laughs> Nothing is that scary. No, I believe that. I would go nowhere near that. <laughs> I get claustrophobia going into Betty's walk-in closet even for a moment. So yeah, it's not for you then. Wouldn't find me in that tunnel. Um, well, the Groundhog Day idea, Jill, of living the same day over and over has been kind of done to death over the years. This horror thriller, with a sense of humor puts a slightly different spin on the idea. Now, it was 1993 when Bill Murray played a self-centered, egotistical weatherman named Phil Connors, who was condemned by some power or gods above to relive the same day endlessly. In 2014, Tom Cruise, as a soldier helping fight an alien horde that was threatening humanity, found himself in a similar time loop, and this year we've already seen Before I Fall, in which a young woman who has it all finds herself waking up to the same day each morning. In Happy Death Day, it's a college student named Tree. She's played by Jessica Roth. She awakens in the dorm room of a guy she doesn't know who tells her that she was pretty wasted at a party the night before and that she came on to him. She leaves, heads back to the sorority house, goes to class, sees a married prof with whom she's having an affair, goes to a party, and gets murdered by somebody dressed in black wearing the mask of the face of the school mascot. She wakes up in the dorm room of a guy she doesn't know, and the entire thing spins out again, ending in her death. The first time, she was stabbed to death with a knife. The second time, it's a jagged wine bottle. And as the days progress, she is burned to death. She hangs by the neck until dead, and she is shot, always by the same masked person. 
Each day she tries different things to get out of the loop, and each time it looks as if the mystery is solved, she wakes up again, having just died in the room of a guy she doesn't know. There are some funny moments, if you can believe that, so it's not all serious all the time. And the mystery as to what is happening and why offers the audience plenty of clues, most of which are red herrings. Good performance here by Roth, who begins as a not-so-nice person and might be trying to improve with each day. Although it's a slasher movie of a sort, we aren't overwhelmed with blood or gratuitous violence. It's a 14A rating. It's Happy Death Day, and it's it's pretty good fun, Joe. <laughs> All right. A different film there. Uh, we'll move over to Netflix and uh, a Paul Rudd film from 2009. Yep, exactly right. I Love You, Man is the title here. Uh, sometimes a mediocre movie plays better with age as its cast members develop stronger ties and bigger followings. And sometimes they just stay mediocre, like this one, in which Paul Rudd stars as Peter, a man about to marry Zoe, played by Rashida Jones, when, during the wedding planning, it becomes painfully obvious that he has no male friends, and thus puts everybody in a spot when it comes to selecting a best man. Well, everybody goes to work trying to find somebody to whom Peter can relate, and when he meets Sidney, played by Jason Segel, things start looking up. But the relationship with Sidney begins to eclipse Peter's relationship with Zoe, and now there's a new problem with which to deal. Also stars Andy and J.K. Simmons. Uh, the rating on this one is 14 Joe. It's called I Love You, Man, on Netflix. All right, and another... Uh horror thriller on Netflix, too. Yeah, this one is called Gerald's Game. It's brand new. It's a Netflix original, and it is a horror thriller, uh, and it looks at what happens to Jessie, played by Carla Gugino, when her husband, looking to spice up their marriage, dies suddenly, leaving her handcuffed to a large metal bed in a remote house in the woods. Now it's time for the demons to come out to play. Stephen King wrote this. Bruce Greenwood is Gerald. Henry Thomas also stars. The rating is 14A. That's Gerald's Game on Netflix. That sounds worse than the claustrophobia tunnel. It does to me, for sure. Yeah. All right. I'm going to skip that one. Uh, Amazon Prime, what's happening over there? Uh, Moontrap Earth. Uh, this is also current from 2017, and the plot for this alleged sci-fi thriller sounds far better than its ex- execution. An artifact found on Earth suggests that a long-lost alien spacecraft is hidden nearby, and that on the moon, people will find the secrets of the stars. Well, it doesn't really play out like that. This one looks like it was made using an iPhone and some props found in somebody's garage. Wordy, way too much talk, no action. This one is a real dog. So this is just a warning about Moontrap, Target Earth, Joe. All right, so maybe skip that one, too. Uh, lots of shows on good old-fashioned television. We're going to look at a couple of them. Yeah, these both debuted last week, and they're being rerun tonight, their debut episodes. We'll start with Valor. It's a new series. The pilot is being run again tonight. It's another story of a search-and-destroy military unit that travels the globe, dealing with issues like the release of captured combat operatives and going behind enemy lines for espionage purposes. Navy SEALs and the Brave are similarly themed, but this one, because it's on the CW, has a more youthful look, focusing on millennials rather than older characters. I quite like this episode, despite the fact that the ratings were not strong for a kickoff episode. Worth a look if you didn't see it the first time around. That's on the CW. And the other one, Jill, that you mentioned earlier, Dynasty, and yes, it is that Dynasty, the series which ran from 1981 to 1989, focusing on the Carrington family of Denver, big in the petroleum business. All the regular people return, all played by new actors, including Blake Carrington, Crystal, Fallon, Stephen, Alexis, 
Hard to get used to if you know the source material well, but like Valor, this is a repeat of the introductory episode from last week, Joe. I had to, when I saw that we were talking about Dynasty today, I had to go back and look, and I found the original opening on YouTube, because, you know, you can find yeah. everything on YouTube. And I was, I, I was almost, it felt like I was transported back in time watching, you know, what would have been great special effects then of the lines coming up on the screen and, and introducing the characters. And it struck me that everybody looked like a real person. There's no Botox, there's no nothing. It was like real people playing these roles. No, that's true. The only thing artificial in any of that are the shoulder pads <laughs> and the women's dresses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Interesting they've decided to remake that. Yeah, it is. Uh, now, they tried with Dallas a few years ago. It didn't make it. It lasted a season and a half. Um, these things uh, look for new audiences and new people. Uh, it's difficult when something is iconic, as Dynasty was, to do a remake that's really going to fly. Uh, because it's on the CW network, it doesn't have to get the kinds of ratings that would be required if it were on one of the mainstream networks. So it could be around for a while, Joe. What's next? A Falcon Crest remake? Well, wouldn't that be something? Yeah, it really would. Except the wine country's all burned now. Oh, it would be a different uh, a different show. That's that's true. All right, well, Rick, we uh, look forward to seeing these, and we will catch up with you again next weekend. Thanks, Joe. Thank you, Rick. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.